Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast. We give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, we are back first of all. We've had a few weeks off because of the Euros, so... I think next year, or not, well, it will be next year actually for the World Cup. We might take an extended break for that. Everyone got right snarled up in the Euros this year. But this week, I'm joined by the one-time Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz Champion. It's Pac-Man himself. It's Tom Adcock. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yes, all good, thank you. Can't complain too much. Um, I suppose we better address the elephant in the room... You're sort of brought in at late notice to do this, and it's a news-based chat. Are you are you up for the task? Is what people are asking because they're all like, right? Where's Adkins for this sort of stuff? He lives he lives in the video game world, whereas I feel like you're sort of above water on it mostly. You kind of dip your head in under sometimes, get involved in all the chat, but then you'll go back up and do whatever you do. So, can you produce the the insight required? to chat about some of these more intricate topics? Well, I've looked at your little run list and uh, say I've got a good overview on one, average on one, and poor on one. So okay. sort of not even two, two, two out of three no. ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf said. So I've kind of got one, 1. 1.5 out of three. So we'll see. Well, we'll ask the audience at the end and say, look, which one do you think was his best topic versus his worst? Yeah. And maybe they'll be able to uh, to guess how poorly prepared you've been but now we appreciate you jumping on there's been an illness in the in the family so not in the family in the dimp family i mean not like that so um he wasn't well today i said look have a, have a day off even though he's had three fucking weeks off so if you're gonna get ill then maybe you should be uh still powering through but adcock's a good replacement same number of quiz wins than hall so i know you kind of sort of slag yourself off a little bit sometimes saying well I haven't won enough but that's the same number of quiz wins that the mighty hall has so that's that's impressive surely uh, yeah but it's the other one in it I'm sort of kiss of death on that um fantasy draft can't can't seem to do I it I don't know what you're doing on that struggle it's not good enough really is it but we digress we will have an update for the fantasy league probably at the end of the year well definitely at the end of the year doubt before that but let's get in some of the topics so Two are linked almost together because they, they, they're kind of operating in the same space. And then we've got a bit of Sony news at the end of it. They're probably going to get a bit of a kick in, so those that enjoy that, uh, stick around for that. But we're going to kick things off with the most recent piece of news that happened this past week. Uh, some of these topics are old, but this is the most recent one. Thursday night, I'm sitting there, sort of having a scroll through. Suddenly, I see Steam Deck coming out. Valve releasing what is basically a portable PC. Um, it's the way they've described it is: don't think of it as a handheld console. Think of it as a PC that you can take with you, which has 
some quite different meaning when you actually look at what this thing can do. So rather than it, if if we compare it to say the Switch, say so that's a that's a that's got a portable mode. You've got the OS on that. You can go to the eStore. You can only get your games from Nintendo. What they're saying on this is that this comes with some sort of Linux-based operating system, uh, has Steam natively installed and, and, and configured for that. But if you want to, you can get this, this handheld PC, scrub it clean, install Windows, and it will operate very much in the same space as what a PC is, which gives you a hell of a lot more options. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking that you could probably install the Xbox app, for example, and start playing Game Pass games on this thing. That's, that's an option. You could install the Epic Game Store on there and play the free games that people have been collected on that. So it certainly has a few more uh, opportunities for people to, to make use of it. Here's the details. So you've got three options if you want one, Mr. Adcock. 349 UK pounds, so 350 in real money. 64 yep. gigabits of memory which mm -hmm. is um, the same as what the Switch OLED has, and we'll be talking about that in a moment too. The next option is 459 UK pounds, so 460 in real money, 256 gigabytes, and it's on NVMe SSD, so quicker, lightning quick, they reckon. And the final option is a 569 option, so 570 UK pounds in real money, 512 gigabytes, so a big upgrade there, and again, an NVMe SSD. Also comes with anti-glare etched glass so if you are out in the sun like people have been this past weekend particularly in the uk that anti-glare might come in handy although i can't imagine it'll beat the sun the way it is at the moment like surely any anti-glare technology is going to going to come unstuck if you're sitting out there in the afternoon getting blown away but that's the highlights the actual power of this thing you know they're saying it's it depending on who you ask but about the same sort of power as maybe uh, a PS4 or an Xbox One, that sort of equivalent. But everything's geared to run at 720p, which is the screen okay. size for this. So you can, in theory, you should be able to play modern games at that resolution with no problems with the guts they've put into it. Um, and you can dock it or plug it into a monitor and keyboard and mouse. You can attach all those peripherals to it and use it as a normal PC. There is a separate official dock coming later, which I haven't got details on just yet, and I don't think are out. Um, but in theory, you could just use a USB hub and it will connect to that as well and plug it into a monitor and, and mouse keyboard and you're kind of away. And what, is the screen size the same on all of them? Is that same as, is it seven inch, same as Switch? Yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I'll double check the screen size, but it's the same screen size across all three of these models. So there's no okay. um, there's no screen advantage for the for the money you pay. It's purely memory, it would seem, because all the insides are pretty much the same. So it's storage and and whatnot. So what say you, Mister Adcock? Considering we say... we've got a another topic coming up around the Switch OLED and what that ended up being, but this is a a bit of a different kettle of fish. It's interesting for sure, but also I feel like seven inches, there... I reckon. So that's the same as the OLED. 70, I think that's the same as yeah, yeah. Switch. If I was, what's his name, Bowser at Nintendo, mm. you know they've they've seen off every other every other handheld console over the over the years, and I don't know why. Yeah, some of them are really good, and they, they're the of only fans ones of the PS Vita. Like, lots of people yeah, love Vita, that. Exactly, and I know the first Vita was it PSP, they both yeah. called Vita. I think PSP. A... Yeah, that sold millions, didn't it? Fucking mm. millions. Um, but then the second one, not so well sort of but people love it but 
yeah, still, whatever Nintendo bring out seems to be the gold standard for this sort of stuff. So I don't think they'll worry too much about it. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know where the like who is marketed towards, if you know what I mean. Because, mm. well, I guess they're trying to scoop up Nintendo's. Those are the people who are in the market for a Switch. But mm, well, we had a lot I, of rumors, didn't we, that there was going to be a Switch Pro? Didn't yes, we? Like everyone, everyone basically said, "Yeah, that's happening. That'll be announced next." And what we got was a Switch OLED, which I think was not what people were expecting, and what some of the leaks had said kind of pointed towards didn't happen maybe coming later we'll discuss it in, at that point look here's the thing for me i feel like i i predominantly use my switch in handheld mode um mm. probably 80 90 percent of the time yep but yeah and i don't know if i would see myself now listen i played dark souls on the switch on mm. the train and i loved it and that is you know probably not the the best way to play that game but I don't know if no. I'd want to be playing these sort of potentially AAA titles on a seven-inch screen in my garden while the Wakering Sun's blasting me. So for me, it's probably a hard pass, not really for me. But, I mean, it's interesting in that, it, as you say, it's it's going down the PC route, so that opens up a lot of different options, even if it is just a Steam store. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's a different space for sure, but... Yeah, I, I just don't really know who's interested in the and the price point. The first one is competitive. I think the OLED switch is about three fifteen or three ten or something. Yeah. So that's you know that is a direct competitor at three fifty or three whatever you said three four whatever. Yeah. The other two and they're the ones that give you the SSDs. Is that right? Yeah, they come with uh, more memory to boot and yeah. the, the MVME SSD. So the, the 64 gig, I think, is still going to be pretty quick. But they're saying, obviously, it's because it's yeah. NVMe, it's, it's slightly quicker on that. I thing. mean, I don't know, because in my head, that's quite expensive. But I guess, as you say, that can be set up as a normal PC, essentially. Mm. For like 500 quid, then that's probably not too bad at all. Although, I'm guessing that's a fairly low spec PC, if you're saying it's that sort of PS4 sort of setup. Mm. rather than so yeah i don't know what do you think about all this yeah i think it's, it's i really like i'm never going to buy this i don't think simply because i don't play handhelds even the switch so for me it's it's a hard pass because i've got a not a top 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 spec pc but very close like upper echelon pc now like if i want to go into that space i'll use my desktop um and then anything anything on the go I'll be honest, I'm not going anywhere, Adcock. I ain't going places, so it's, a, it's it's of no use to me at the moment. So for me, it's a, it's a bit of a hard pass. But I do like, and I'm interested to see what people do with this, because you've got a big community out there for people that hack the switches and hack the Vitas and put homebrew stuff on. They use them as emulators. Because this is so open, because the Steam Deck is so open, this should make those endeavours much easier. Like, don't be surprised to see, I don't know, Super Mario Galaxy 2 running on a Steam Deck because someone's hacked it and put an emulator and a ROM on there. And they're, they're, yeah. they're playing that on the go. And it looks and runs beautifully, probably better than what the Switch is churning out. So I'm really, I'm more interested to see what people do with it um, rather than personally put down some money and play it. But, you know, if I was in the market for a handheld, it would be tempting it would be tempting because I've got a shitload of Steam games, got hundreds that I simply haven't played. So if I was utilising a handheld device, 
to be able to natively play all those games running pretty well, that would be that would be a bit of a score for me. But it's not something I'm going to be playing, you know, in the near future. I can't see. So maybe. Yes, that is a fair point. Actually, if you've got a little kid who's who's up for a little handheld switch. But then you've got that Epic store sitting there, all those free yeah. games and all the other ones where you can get the... And even Steam itself, generally, you're going to get your software much cheaper than you are... Absolutely, yeah. ...hemmed yeah. into that Nintendo sphere where everything's, you know, never goes down in price, essentially. Skyward Sword, 60 quid. It's fine. Absolutely fine, that one. <laughs> Christ almighty. Do you know, I actually... I forgot I'd done this. I, I must have pre-ordered those... Um, Skyward Sword Joy-Cons completely forgot about it they turned up from Amazon the other day it's like I don't want them it's like they're going back you're going to send them back yeah I don't want them what colour are they I haven't played my Switch in uh, 65 quid 65 back and and then what they look like just rough they've got like They like blue with like gold on it yeah so like they're they're different colours left and right like it's like a light blue and like a dark Maybe like a dark, either over royal blue or purple, right? And then they've got like a little emblem of like you know the uh, I guess it's the, the little eagle on his shield with the triforce, ah, yes, and just yes, some yes, like yes. little like detailing around the buttons. So they're quite nice, but I mean, what sixty five quid probably drifts still, and they do, they don't mix well, yeah. What are they going to do? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, I didn't order anything, and then I was like, right, I do kind of remember looking at that, sniffing, and must have pressed go on it, and not realised. It's very easy with Amazon just to do things like that, particularly if it's an item that you think, oh, this might sell out. You think oh, I'll order, I'll order it now, I'll pre-order it, and then I'll cancel it later when I don't want it, and then inevitably, you yeah, just I forget. assume that's. I assume that's where my headspace was, but I just, you know, you don't have any actual recollection of doing it. No. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so. Uh, They'll be going back. But, uh, sorry, I, I, I've digressed big time. I don't know what you were saying. Uh, just the Steam Deck, wasn't it? That was it. That was yeah. it. I, um, so Hogsworth, Dave Salmon, he is he's ordered one. So he's gone for the top end 570 model, gone big on it. He plays his Switch pretty much every time he goes to work. Okay. So he's a big handheld person. He's previously said, I think on this podcast, that he's taken his laptop to work. Like he's had he's had gaming laptops in the past, so he's always been right in that space um, for playing on the go or in a place which isn't your living room or your office or your gaming room at home, like away from your home, basically. So he's excited about this. He's been a big PC player for a while. His Steam library will be huge, um, and he's been bloody sharing my games that I've been getting because on Steam you can share your game libraries with like five people, which is cool. So you can all jump in and play each other's games. So he's 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 got one on order. He's looking forward to it, which I think he thinks good. One of the narratives I kept seeing coming out of this was this Steam Deck is the Switch killer. It's going to kill the Switch off because it's got far more guts behind it. The the openness of the platform just enables people to play a lot more. You can play game. You can play Xbox games on this. All the, all this good stuff. Where do you sit when people say to you and come up to you and say, Adcock, this is the Switch killer, you're, you're Nintendo here, they're, they're bothered and in trouble by this, this, this Steam Deck from Valve? I mean, common sense says it should be, but I think history, like I said at the beginning, just it goes the other way. They've seen off everything. And every other console, I feel like, that's come out has, has like, technically um better. been better do you know what i mean <laughs> going back to the old game boy that was black and white you had like the game gear that was color then you had like everything <laughs> that's been more that. powerful and like they've just seen off every- i don't know why 
when it comes to handhelds. I don't know if it starts in Japan or whatever. And the Switch has already been out for, what, four or five years now. It's actually mm. got a pretty huge like, install base. I think maybe if they were going head-to-head at the, you know, this was launching together, Yeah, I'd feel like, yeah, maybe, you know, it could do. But I no, I don't think, I think, you know, a, a lot of kids aren't going to be interested, aren't going to know what in the PCs are. And I think that's a lot of their... Their fan base is the younger audience still. So I think they'll be fine. I think there's room for both. There is no other handhold competing with them at the moment, really, is there? I think... Not really, no. PlayStation um, is based... They don't make games for the... Uh, they, no, they don't or, sell or it anymore. Vita anymore. You no. It, so you have to go exactly. on eBay to get that. They've all sort of... They have dropped off, you know. And, and I do wonder if they saw the success of the Switch and went, cool, I want a piece of that. Or whether they, all along, have been sort of developing some sort of handheld technology because Valve themselves, when it comes to hardware, have got a bit of a spotty um, history. If we look at those Steam machines, I don't know if you remember That's those. Yeah. Like I actually thought, and, and we've been running the classic episodes when we've been not, not, not putting an episode on or when it's been a bank holiday, it will eventually going to catch up to a point when the Steam Deck, uh, the Steam machines were going to drop. And in the lead up to that, I thought these things were going to be a success. I really thought that having yeah. a, a PC spec kind of box in people's living room where you could just play on a controller would make an impact, you know, as we look back in hindsight, as a stupid observation to make and was incorrect. Maybe not stupid observation, actually, but it was an incorrect observation. They failed and pulled the plug pretty quickly. I look at the Steam controller. That that came out and was like, right, you can now play your mouse and keyboard games on this little device. It's got a trackpad or whatever it was. I can't remember what the actual tech was, that little buttony thing. Uh, that died a death quite quite shortly after release didn't last long but then you have got things like the the HTC Vive which I know HTC have helped with um developing that but the VR headset that that Valve have been putting their their tentacles into that's the top end VR headset there's no question about that um so I'm not I'm not sure where this one will fall whether it will fall in the good category or the or the bad category I'm just looking at the HTC, the, 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 sorry, the Vive Pro. I think they've actually disassociated with HTC now. Vive, the Vive Pro, a clean 1,200 quid, if you want that. Jesus. So that is big money, but it's the, like, objectively, there's no question to be made that that's not the top spec VR headset. It is. So if you want to go big on that that place, that's, that's the one you go to. The reason why I don't think this is a, a, a switch killer, as what people are saying is because they don't have... And this is the thing that makes Nintendo special or keeps them relevant, depending on what side of the kind of boat you want to fall on, is they haven't got they haven't got Nintendo's games. Yeah. The software on Nintendo's side, the, the exclusive stuff, is, I would say, what keeps them running. It always has been. Like, the games don't even have to run the best. We've seen that of Breath of the Wild, running like garbage as you run through the forest. Sub-30... But they get away with it because the the game's so highly and highly and well respected and critic, critical darlings and people just there's there's an association with Nintendo with their software whether it's Mario Kart Zelda or, or Super Mario or 3D Mario you can't replicate that with a machine like this like it won't have those sort of titles on it it's as simple as that and I think that's why this will not kill off the Switch at all I think the Switch will be totally fine for another three four years if they wanted it to be. Agreed. There you go. Um, so, but we're not we're not going to get it. So that's that's fine. But I will definitely be keeping an eye on this and seeing how this develops because I'm 
interested to see what people do with it first and foremost. Um, I hope it's you know a, a more of a, a Vive, a, a VR Vive type thing where they support it and don't don't just bin it off. But we know with Valve, it's not working. They can be quite brutal in that sense and, and get rid of it. But Steam Deck, I don't know if you can even pre-order them anymore. I I have tried to get one. I helped Salmon get one on Friday. He was trying. I was trying. I'm not not for myself, just for him. And it was a bit of a nightmare, but I think most people who, who tried within like the first few hours and kept at it eventually got it. So um, whether you can go back now and do that, I don't know. Although the delivery date for his is coming up as Q2, no, Q1, sorry, 2022. And the release date's supposed to be December. So oh, I think, wow. I think okay. Is I think there's been a the first wave of people who got in like super quick, I think, are getting the, the, the December ones. The rest maybe waiting a few months. Um, I think that happened with the Vive as well. I remember Sam and saying they were buggering about of the release dates with that because of stock and whatnot. But had to be purchased through the Steam store or the Steam website. So probably not a lot of scalpers there, which is a, a good thing. So we're still in the handheld space. We mentioned the rumours about there being a Switch Pro 4K DLSS core. Finally, Nintendo stepping into the modern times of video games. And then we get a YouTube video dropped and a tweet from Nintendo saying, announcement, watch the trailer below, here's our new Switch model, and it's it's the Switch OLED. Before I'd even watched the trailer to see what it was, when, when I saw it, it's called the Switch OLED, I was like, this is not going to be what we all wanted. <laughs> this is going to be just the screen update. And for the lack of a better term, that's exactly what it is. There's not a lot going on. Um, with this update so we've got a bigger OLED screen for the switch coming so you go from 6.2 inches to 7 inches new kickstand because I think we can all agree the kickstand on the OG switch is, switch is awful and um, this one's got a much wider base at the back and doesn't look as flimsy more storage so we go from 32 gigs to 64 gigabytes a better sound quality they said I was like what interesting how are you how are you measuring that Anyway, they, that's what they that's what they're claiming, and for the first time on a Nintendo console, we have an Ethernet port on the dock. I mean, that's I mean the Dreamcast had one of those, <laughs> didn't it? What what are it they did, doing adding did. that in this late? Fuck me. Um, so, what's your thoughts on this? Because it's kind of two things that need to be spoken. Like one, this item itself, whether it's of interest to us, and you know what what maybe the specs and I think at some point probably later we will address the disappointment of it not being what we were expecting based on rumour and innuendo but first of all the Switch OLED in a vacuum who's this aimed at who's going to be who's this catering towards you've admitted you're playing a lot more of your Switch on the go than than in docked if you are going to play it if at all so is there a potential here that if you're going to spend 90% of your time in handheld that you could have the best possible experience give a little upgrade get a switch oled happy times no wow. like, come on don't no. bowser don't want to hear that uh listen so 90 percent of my time on the switch is spent in handheld but probably 10 percent of my t- gaming time is actually spent on my switch yeah so do you know I, 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 just, mean? Like, I just said their software lineups unparalleled that's why they're relevant and now you're saying you're not playing it Wait, what, what am I waiting for? Metroid, probably. When's that? Don't know. October. Well, then there you go. So that's it's it. the same probably... date as this. I think it's launched on the same day. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, it's basically, white. Think... It looks like that white robot, the sort of the, the that's white it. version of it. Oh, okay. Time right. job, isn't it? Yeah. 
so I played Mario Maker in Jan and Feb, and then it gets played again in October. Like, it, this is totally fine, like, as an upgrade in the, as long as, you, you know, the, the app's philosophy of, like, don't put, you can't pin your hope, you can't complain because you hope for one thing and you get getting something else. That's not yeah, how this works. Nah, yeah, so if you're, yeah. like, if you're, you're buying a Switch today or in October, you know, obviously this is the one, the model you're going to go to and you get a better screen, a bigger screen, and a couple of other, like, quality of life improvements it's fine but that's all it is i can't imagine many people i mean actually there are nuts out there that will do it and sell and upgrade but personally like no it's 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 like the one point that you know it's the almost like the sort of playstation slim or whatever you get mid mid cycle you know just yeah. i mean generally they're just in cheaper casing and stuff so it's probably better than that but um that is essentially what it is. is. Yeah, there's no, there's no GPU or CPU upgrades. No, no. overclocking. It doesn't run anything any better. So it's it's purely those upgrades I spoke about are um on the screen on the on the kickstand the the storage and the the sound quality. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's a strange thing to call out. Again, I don't know how they measure that, but. And like OLED's lovely, but it is kind of I feel like the icing on the cake. You know, you you kind of really want the 4K first, and then, you know finish things off with with an oled screen but so i think that's kind of i mean obviously it's a big difference in, in you know what how they achieve that but just like it's yeah it's 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 not really anything to get too excited about i feel i think the 4k is only worth doing if it's a docked item but i don't think of course of the... course yeah you're not getting 4k yeah you wouldn't even notice it no. i don't think you'd even have it with you on a no it'd small, be such like... a waste of yeah, life basically <laughs> trying to put. The but that's what I mean. Then yeah. you're talking about obviously that's all the processing power. It's a completely different upgrade than anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just feel like you know, in talking TV terms, you know, the jumps 4K is massive. The jump between like you know 4K and 4K with the OLED, yeah, is minimal yeah. in in my experience anyway. Unless you're watching the uh, the made for like display adverts that have everything you know deep blacks. Then, then you really notice it, but day to day, yeah, the thing, that really the thing with that is there are, I, and I just believe this just from personal experience. There is a certain amount of time that once you are playing something in a set environment, that you no longer notice the upgrades. Oh, of course. Like of over course. time, only, like yeah, I'm, science bods do a study. I'm sure they have already, but I, that's what I'd imagine would be the outcome. Is that after a while, the, the human brain just accepts it for what it is, and it's like, yeah, this is normal. Which is a bit of a pain, but this—I mean, this is obviously a a aimed at the handheld market. There's, there's unless you're desperate for an Ethernet port, there's literally no point if you're a docked player. Um, I should have really got Hogsworth Salmon on the podcast, really, because he's actually getting one of these. And again, handheld um, player plays a lot of time in on the go, so this kind of makes sense for him. So he's going to have a Switch OLED and a Steam Deck at some point, probably, you know. Q1 2022. So it'd be interesting to see those go head to head in his hands. But the handheld market's covered. It does feel like, and this is, I'm opposite to you. I'm a 90% sort of docked only person for the, for the Switch. Yeah. And, and it makes up again 5, 10% of overall game at the moment. It does feel like for those that kind of bought into this system for a TV experience that we've been hung out to dry a little bit here because there's nothing there for us. And yes, there was rumour, yes, there was innuendo about a, a beefed up version, but that's not come to fruition. And 
it's changed my perspective of actually what the Switch is. It is a handheld. There's no there's no question that it's a handheld first, and the fact that you can hook it up to your TV is it. We always say it like a bit of an afterthought because the dock was just a piece of plastic with an HDMI pass through, but. I was I was convinced at some point they would make a, a reinvestment in this switch model, and there'll be some sort of more power that you could you could pay for to to enhance your TV experience. But do you agree with that narrative that it's quite clear that the the the, the switch itself is a, is a handheld, and those those in my side of the camp who wanted upgrades to TV experiences probably aren't going to get them anytime soon. Yeah, I, I they it's, they've kind of gone like more of peace than usual in the like just where the switch fits in like life cycles of consoles it was released like midway through yeah. the last gen there's now been you know well there was the pro models and now there's the whole next generation yeah and they, they just don't care do they they are as you say they just they, they, they're looking at that and not giving it a second thought and just yeah concentrating on what they're doing which is fine you know it's what they do and they've sold enough units to not have to worry i guess this time yeah. but yeah they're definitely because I, I often think like i remember when um the wii u was being discontinued and people were well you know kind of wound down people were talking about a new console coming out I, and then when we found out that it was like um both docked and and a handheld i remember thinking well that's that's good because you're, yeah. you're going to see more software because now you haven't got two teams working on Absolutely, two yeah. different consoles it doesn't even feel like that ever happened like their output you know, I feel like it's generally ports from older consoles with the updates. Hey, then, Mario you know, Golf. Well, Super yeah, Mario Russia, Golf. It's called. Yeah. Some run, game. Run, run to each hole. Exciting. <laughs> but yeah, just I, I feel like the output's almost gone down, really. If you kind of take out the, uh, the, the ports from Wii and Wii U and all of that, like there's really not. But I mean, you know, normal. So they are a strange bunch, but sometimes it works really well for them. Sometimes it doesn't. And the Switch has been a runaway success. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I think they're fine, as you said about the, the Steam Deck. But just it is strange and it is a shame because, you know, I think it would have been really nice to get those uh, actually a bit more grunt in the hardware and have it. Because I don't know what their goal is. At some point, they've got to release like the Switch 2 or whatever's coming next. Mm. I don't know when they do that or, or what that means. Yeah. Well, that's, that it's... was going to be my next question, too. It's like the, the the Pro has not arrived, and one would assume that if that did exist and does exist, and a lot of people don't think it does now, the earliest it will come is next year, if, if that's a thing at all. But, I mean, if that's... I mean, do we... This is the question. Do we get a Pro next year or in the next 18 months or so? Or is the next revision... And where these rumours and leaks probably had come from was actually pointing towards, let's just call it the Nintendo Switch 2, like their their next take on the Switch as a whole. is it? What's more likely to you, a, a souped-up dock that comes with the current Switch, or they park the Switch and say, look, here's Switch 2, it runs back compact with all the original Switch stuff, um, games across gen probably will be for the first couple of years or so, but this is our kind of on. This is the thing we're going to focus on for probably the next five years or seven years or whatever the life cycle they decide. What's more likely at this point that we see? Do we even see a Switch Pro? Or is it just going to be all that all that 4K talk, all those rumours and whatnot, are just being funneled into a, a new machine that's going to be a new marketing sort of opportunity for them to say, "Here's the next version of the Switch." 
I don't know who you, you can't. There's no way of of, of even um, it. like do, yeah doing an educated guess on it because I feel like the the 4K switch was almost like an open secret in the industry. <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was coming. It was just a matter of like, oh, is it coming on this direct or are they going to drop it separately? Yeah. So now they that's all gone out the window. I mean, so now if I look at it without any of those rumors. It feels like the switch is like midway through its life cycle. Here's like the first upgrade. It's not yeah. what we thought, but it's here. So, I mean, my guess now is another. You know, depending on sales and software and whatever, you're looking at another four to five years. Well, yeah, four years with the switch. Mate, that's nine you know, years of the switch. I know, but if it keeps selling and yeah. you know it's doing all right still, I don't see why they're gonna change. Then maybe we get switch. I, I mean, I feel like it'll be very difficult. I, I can't see them going back. To like a, a two console model, yeah, but again, it's Nintendo, you just don't know. Um, so very, very difficult, I feel, to predict, but that's that's what I feel now. But I mean, yeah. mate, it is a wild guess because it, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible to, to know what they're going to do. No, this isn't the Wii U where it was selling 12, it sold 12 million units or whatever it was and was deemed a, a failure at all levels. This is a very successful piece of hardware, and exactly. The, and the software, if you look at the sales, they've They've always got something in the top ten every month, mm-hmm. so it is a it is a unrivaled business success. I think, you know, again, you, you're right to say this is not an educated guess, but I do feel at this stage any any sort of enhancement to the power of a switch will come at the cost of a new new quote unquote generation of switch or the next full version of it, not a not a rehash. Um, but a you know here's here's the next sort of baseline for our, our our business for the next five to seven years whatever the the life cycle is I don't I don't I don't see there being the Switch Pro now like I don't no. I don't see this time next year we're sitting here saying oh we got our 4K DLSS it's only a, a year later than we expected like it's going to be well I I don't know four year another four years is is <laughs> that seems too long but the, whenever this next hardware revision is or this next thing it's going to be "Quote unquote," a new generation that that, and I and I hope if they do this, then it is backwards compatible. The only the only time it hasn't been really has been the Wii U. To be fair to Nintendo, because that uh, the Wii U to Switch. I mean, because that um that Wii used to play GameCube games. I think the Wii U would even play Wii games, wouldn't it? So they've been historically pretty good on that front. Yeah. If I'm yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, so that's a big thing. But but I think now rather than looking towards what the Switch Pro is, people. Should look at what the Switch Two might be, um, and I do wonder. It'd be interesting to see how they market it. Does it? Does it come? Does it get called the Switch Two, or is it a completely new name, Super Switch, like I did with the, the the NES and the SNES? That's one way to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, all the other thing though, you know, maybe they probably won't learn, but it kind of really undone them with the Wii. Obviously, been a raging success to the Wii U. Mm. Was the worst bit of marketing ever by just so you know. Bad. Yeah, like so, is it Switch Two? Because then you know people might again think it's just some kind of screen update. I don't know, you know, like people, people are morons. They don't know. You have to really, you have to work. I guess Switch Two does literally say exactly what it is on the tin. So maybe that is actually very good marketing. But yeah, yeah I agree. It's uh, it's a strange time. I mean, you're probably going to get a couple of other iterations of the. You know, when you actually think about it now, you've got the Switch, the Switch Lite, and the Switch OLED. Yeah. So you might get another. Just you, they they do like that, don't they? When you look at the 3DS and things, how many versions you had of that, and even like Game Boy Advance went through three or four different iterations before 
coming yeah. to a close. But yeah, you're not gonna. I can't see you getting that power upgrade of like a pro model. I remember the the, the, the new 3ds XL always seems like a bit of a, an outlier in that. There were games that were developed that only worked on that, wasn't there? There was a couple, like a handful. It wasn't yeah, many, but there were Xenoblade Chronicles and a few others, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to want to do that again because that pissed off people, as it as it, as it should. Um, at that point, you you may as well say this is a new gen. They kind of did, yeah. it. they kind of squeezed it in and went, "Well, it's still 3DS, but if you're on that old tech, you ain't playing Xenoblade, so up yours." But <laughs> well, there you go. That's Nintendo. I doubt we'll hear anything on this front for a long long time so the rumors might go back to bed and uh we'll, we'll see what they're they're up to they've always been a strange bunch and i've got no doubt the switch oled will sell just as well um as that the only thing i would say just as a, a closing point is that i'm somewhat surprised in that they've already had a revision of the handheld market for the switch in the switch Lite. like that customer base has already kind of been dealt a, a nice little you know handheld only option so i'm surprised they've then come with a second version which is also focused primarily on handheld but that maybe tips their hand as to what they're focusing on at the moment is that market and not not me sitting there trying to play on the, the 4k oled telly so yeah hung out to dry <laughs> fucking hell bowser right sony got a couple of things from them because they've been up to their old tricks again apparently so I don't know how much you've seen or read about two particular titles that they are re-releasing on PS5 under the guise of a director's cut. So we've got Ghost of Tsushima director's cut coming, and we've also got Death Stranding director's cut coming. Now here's this focus on Ghost of Tsushima, and then we'll go on to, to Death Stranding afterwards. So here's what you basically get if you want to go to this version of Ghost of Tsushima. So you can buy this on PS4 or PS5 as a separate new game. So there's going to be a new option in the store or I guess at retail as well where you can buy Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. It'll include the original game plus all this stuff I'm going to speak about um, barring the PS5 only features that have to do with the controller and whatnot. Um, so you can go out and buy at 60 UK pounds or 70 UK pounds. But there's also options to upgrade as well for existing players of Ghost of Tsushima, which is out on, on PS4 only at the moment. So here's what you get in this director's cut. So you get the full game, if you haven't got it already, and you get this. You get a new island to explore. So it's a, a DLC story expansion. Reportedly, it's 15 to 20 hours, which seems quite big. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if that's how it pans out. That seems high to me. But if that's true, that's good. Um, and this is available once you start Act 2 of the of the base game. So it's uh, kind of just been weaved into the main part of it. It's a separate island, so you'd go... I'm assuming you'd go to some fellow and you'd say, right, I'm going to transport you to, to Icky. And then you'd go off and you'd be there for the remainder of, of that DLC until you wanted to come back. New trophies are there. Um, save transfer so if you've got PS4 and now PS5 you can transfer your progress over and the um, the Legends multiplayer mode is also getting some updates as well there are PS5 only features so if you buy this on the PS4 you won't get the following items but you will get them on PS5 Japanese lip sync which is annoying because I played the game with Japanese voiceover and subtitles weren't synced up so that's annoying 
but they've put that later on. Um, haptic feedback and adaptive trigger support, so that's the control of the dual sense, getting some of that. 3D audio support, drastically improved load times, their words, not mine. Uh, 4K resolution options and frame rates targeting 60 FPS. So, 60 quid or 70 quid if you're PS4, PS5. If you already own the game, you can do one of the following. You can upgrade to the PS4 version of the Director's Cut for £15. So you'll get the yep. new DLC, the new trophies, and the Legends update. All the other stuff is PS5 only. The save transfer is not applicable. If you've got the PS5 version, or sorry, a PS5, and you want to upgrade to that version of the Director's Cut... It's $30 at the moment, but not showing UK pounds because it's not available. Now, the PS4 version was $20 and it's 15 quid, so it might be 25 quid. But for okay. argument's sake, I'm just going to say 30 quid for now because I don't think £5 either way makes much of a difference. You're getting charged an extra you know, wedge of money, basically, if you want to go to the PS5 version. A lot to take in. And I guess the one of the reasons why I did it in this way was just to to kind of bring to light how confusing it is as well. Because there's a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes if you've got this, if you haven't got that. What do you make of all this bollocks? Uh, I mean, it doesn't bother me because I'm never really massively into DLC packs or upgrade packs. So, And you haven't got Ghost of Tsushima yet, have you? You haven't played it? No, no. So, if you were to go down that road, would you be looking at the director's cut? Well, I suppose you would, because you've got a PS5. You'd be you'd be looking at the full kit. So for a new customer, it's probably not as doesn't seem as as bad because it feels like a new game, even though it's kind yeah. Of it's what am I paying? Oh, seventy quid. Well, yeah. Well, that's also only first party games, mate. I mean, you, yeah, but Ratchet. I mean, you can probably. I'm assuming I can find it cheaper than that. I've, I've managed to find any game I've. Oh bought. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'd say then coming with that in mind, coming in as a new customer, if I could find this online for i don't know 60 63 64 pounds i feel like i've got most of my games for yeah i mean i'm fine with that because i'm more than happy with any kind of uh remasters or upgrades or okay. dlc packs and whatever because you know it's fine you, they're not you don't you're not forced to buy them it's, it's no. your choice so i'm yeah. cool with that but i mean i just think it's kind of always the way when you're in this kind of cross gen first year first 18 months where there is a bit of uh, confusion and some people get stitched up a little because if I had bought the PS4 version for I'm mm. guessing 50 quid maybe 55 quid yeah don't know what it retailed at yeah then 25 on top does sound steep you know I mean for you know you got that all right that is if, if that does turn out to be a 15 hour campaign and you enjoyed the game then fine but then the other bits although nice mm. are just you know what you'd expect it to do on a on a better machine considering um what was the final fantasy upgrade like how much did that cost um so it was free the, the graphical updates were all free if you had the original game um, right okay. but the, the dlc was sold separately at 15 quid i think so i mean that they've kind of done the right way in my opinion they, yeah i was gonna say that feels like <laughs> the right way to do this yeah and does put sony in a, a worse light some would argue uh, that this, this has already received a, a patch update for the PS5 and it runs at 60, that they've kind of already done the upgrade, like the, the quick and dirty upgrade for people. 
So okay, it does run at sixty on the PS5 if you if you have a, if you have that that version of it. And how's the load times? Are they better as well because it's run on PS5 and not well, the, affected. Here's the thing: the load times were really good on PS4 for this game. <laughs> like, right for for an open world game, it was actually quite jarring to be moving around that quickly. So Interesting. they yeah. they probably are a little bit quicker. I've not I've not got the data to hand, but I mean to the fact they've put it into the PS5 only kind of spiel suggests that they they think they've done something drastically improved load times is their word and I was like I mean that must be instant which it might be but is that worth well you've you played the game yeah where do you stand all of this what are you gonna do are you interested how do you feel well, one thing I would say is it it, it's, it feels a bit soon because I played it last year so I probably wouldn't dive into this day one um, okay just on a even if there wasn't all this you're paying more for the beer PS5 yeah bollocks um, but I do feel like the, I think they should be the same, really. The, the price to upgrade should be the same because the main, the main bulk of the work has to have gone into this icky island, this DLC. That's, mm-hmm. that's where the money's mostly been spent. You would imagine. Sure. They had to spend time on, on the other bits and pieces, but I don't know. You're, uh, th- there's a situation where you could have a PS5 version of this not do the director's cut upgrade and you wouldn't be able to, for example, use one of the stock features, which is part of the PS5, which is the, the haptic feedback and the adaptive trigger support. Like it won't work. You won't have Oh, that. I see. So you always feel like that shouldn't be an option if you've got the PS5. No, that should be. They sold yeah. the console saying, look at one of these yeah. features that you'll get. And it's like, it just what they've done is they've tried to, they're trying to get extract more money from the PS5 owners who already have the game. And rather than doing it the right way around, like Final Fantasy did, they've gone, well, what we'll do is rather than giving you the option, we're going to bundle it into one package and here's the price you pay. And it's, it's, there's obviously a disparity between the PS4 and PS5 version. You'd think that paying 450 UK pounds for a new console would be enough to offset Japanese lip sync, haptic feedback, 3D order support, load times, 4K, you know, that stuff. I've got no problem with paying for DLC at all. I think that's... That's fair. But at this stage, to me, I'm looking at this saying it's going to be 25 or 30 quid just for the DLC pack. And it's like, is is that DLC pack really worth that sort of money? I mean, 15 to 20 hours sounds like a lot, but the the value of this whole upgrade sits primarily for me in that DLC area, not with the other stuff, because it doesn't make that much of a difference. Like, the game already runs at 60. The game already loads quick enough for my liking 4k yeah. 4k resolution is nice but again we talk about your brain will switch off and not notice that the, the, the haptic feedback adaptive trigger support it better be mind-blowing for that to be a separate <laughs> item that you've now got to pay for so i mean what i could do if i wanted to is i could upgrade my ps4 version now for 15 quid and get the island when it comes out and just i'd I'll, I'll not have those ps5 only features that's what you that's what you can do so you do have a level of options, but it just seems like fuckery for the sake of fuckery. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? I mean, but I guess there's no actual official way to do this. Every company is just left to do what they feel mm. is right and is best for their business model. And, you know, yeah, it does. I, I do hate this bit for many reasons, like when it's the crossover period. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. I'd prefer... I mean, obviously, you can't do a hard reset, but... Fucking re- hang them out to dry. Nintendo Mate, are hanging me out to dry with my dock. Why aren't these fuckers hanging the PS4s out? Bin them. 
To be fair, that is true. Nintendo literally don't even give a shit. That new 3DS come out, didn't even have a charger. They just expect oh, yeah. you to have oh, one. How's that happening? How's that happening? But oh, yeah, when you've got 40 million people or whatever sitting on the old console, is you know, does leave you, like as a business, that does leave you having to cater to a lot of people. But this does feel like overkill, just yeah, it, too many options, but none of them feel right. No, yeah, no, that's I, the thing. It's got to be a... It feels yeah. strangely restrictive in a way, even though there are more options than you probably ever had. But oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they've done that. And then what makes things even more bizarre from my perspective is we've got a Death Stranding director's cut coming. So let's run through the, the details of this one. You get new weapons, new equipment, new vehicles, uh, mm-hmm. new modes, missions, new areas to explore. Uh, there's a racetrack, for example, now there, and a shooting range and a new ramp that you can build. Expanded storyline, UI okay. elements, new online features such as friend play, which I don't know what that means, but I'm maybe that means that me and you could have our own, just we're helping each other only, not other scrotes in there, putting their benches out or whatever, uh, and leaderboards. Um, all this has been built up from the ground post-release, so they've explicitly said this wasn't stuff that was in development that we cut. We did all this after the game came out. It has been out. 18 or so months, almost two years, so you can you can believe that. Uh, PS5-only features, so haptic feedback and adaptive trigger support, as we expect. 3D audio, increased load times, new graphical options, so not dissimilar to what we've got on Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, save transfers also. And okay. if, if you want this director's cut, you can buy it on PS5 on its own for £45.99. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's a lot that's cheaper. That's good, yeah. Uh, and if you've got a PS4 version and now you've got a PS5 and you want to upgrade to this director's cut so you get all the, the new features plus the, the feedback and the 3D auto support, it's a tenner. And that's it. Right. Well, that sounds that sounds much better, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's... But what... Hang on. Tashima, that's first party. Um, yes, this is... Death Stranding... Is second party, so they've they've basically right. courted Kojima and said, "Look, you put this That's only it. on our platform, and we will also agree for a PC release." But it's okay. It's still very much, uh, you know, uh, money invested by Sony to make this happen or to support it. Okay, um, but they're not in house. That is that is a difference there. So you'd think maybe the may, maybe there was some. Although in saying that, Kojima came out and said, "I don't like the fact this is called a director's cut because it, it implies that I cut stuff." from the start with all the old right, back. Yeah. So clearly I the, whatever's in here is is there's going to be some sort of collaboration but Sony have some some sort of power to yeah. to to overwrite that. So you'd think with pricing and stuff I would be surprised if if um Kojima's Productions the studio had much same power as to what they were going to charge for this cuz most of the money will probably go back into Sony pockets anyway since they funded the thing. But a little bit odd then, isn't it? That is strange that you got two games released a year apart for the same console both getting their upgrades and their um <clears throat> like dlc released on the older and more modern but there's a big difference in the structure and pricing yeah it's it's strange because that seems like quite a lot just for a tenor as well i'd say yeah hasn't got the new island or whatnot but they've got new quests in there they've expanded the store i mean it's all a bit woolly to be honest i would say that but for a tenor that's far more appealing <laughs> Like Agreed. no fucking about. Yeah. No one's getting no PS5 owners getting striped up, paying more. Like you're paying the same, whatever the weather. 
that feels like the approach to do it. Now, the, the only one of the differences is I can't find a PS4 version of the Death Stranding director's cut. So, whereas Ghost of Tsushima, you can get the director's cut and get the DLC. This stuff seems like it's all exclusive to PS5, it would seem. Okay. At the moment, I don't know if that's... I, I searched high and low the other day and I couldn't find it. So, it could be that this is for PS5 only, which might change things, but... You know that's a far more simplistic approach to do. Even Agreed. if even if goes to Tsushima, the upgrade was twenty quid across the board because the DLC is a bit more expensive. I think people would have been fine with it. But this just shone a light on there's, there's there's two directors cut coming, and there's completely different approaches to how they're they're going to charge people. They're, I don't know what's going on over there. Are they like sort of taking page that Nintendo's book and going, well, it works for them. We're the big boys. We'll be we'll be doing all this fucking communication that don't make sense and confusing people. They love it, don't they? Those Japanese companies, they don't give a <laughs> shit. Well, a lot of the power for Sony, if you're to believe or read up on the um, how how things operate over there, a lot of the power has shifted towards the western side of of PlayStation recently. Yeah, I have heard this. Like, yeah, so, I mean, which does make sense, really. Well, that's yeah. They, they don't the Japanese sales. If you look at those, they're fucking nothing compared to just america yeah like huge but what a strange thing so is this is this director's cut which is what they're two of them are labeled the same now so it almost feels like a branding type thing do we get a director's cut of last of us part two and do you think this well i've just used that as an example but any other first party game like god of war uncharted 4 uh horizon like games that you can reel off that could get this treatment and do you think this is kind of like the new approach that Sony and PlayStation are taking when they're repackaging last gen games? Because you remember from last generation, we had remasters, didn't we? Um, and we, it, and yeah. they, they tabled a lot of them as the definitive edition. So that was kind of like the the branding for those. Um, do you think this is what they're going to start doing now? We're going to see directors cut off some other first party and second party games that are going to they're going to add value and and have a new version available for people who have only had a PS5. And for those that have the PS4 version, some sort of upgrade fee. Is this the, the new business model for them? Sounds like it. And I, I mean, the only thing is, like, I think there is like a, a Horizon with Horizon 2 coming out. I can't imagine that's going to, you know, it's already sitting on that, the store in those PlayStation 4 classics or whatever. So maybe True, not yeah. so much that, but I think Last of Us 2 almost certainly, you know, yeah. it, it's it, Naughty Dog seem to do that and, you, you know, as you say, different animal as such, but it happened literally with Last of Us Part One. Yeah, um, and the timing feels right. I think that's that that's the key thing here, and I think that's what maybe again Death Stranding's got right in that you it's been long enough for the people who played it already to maybe want to dive back in. Yeah, but people who missed it, you know, this is then the version you're probably going to grab. So it makes a lot of sense. Same with Last of Us Two. It's been long enough for me now that if there was a uh, a director's cut that came out with some DLC again. I'll definitely be up for giving that another go now. I like cause they're the sort of games I rush through. I I I like a remaster to be honest. You know, I'm all for it because you know, again, you, the the old version sitting there if you want it. Yet no one's forcing you to buy it, so it doesn't no. bother me. No. But it is just it, this is strange. The fact that all right, as you say, first party, second party, but just different messages. Yeah, but yeah, it, it does feel like this is probably going to be the way they're they're going to go. Um, certainly with their own, you know, the stuff they they touch on with their first party, second party stuff. Be interesting to know what other companies do, like Naughty Dog, I guess. Yeah, 
I think this is this feels like a, the fact they're both called director's cut feels like it's oh here's the this is gonna be the branding for the the remasters of of last gen stuff. I guess the main difference this time compared to last time round is a lot of the games we've spoken about today already have had because they're all backwards compatible and obviously with the PS4. PS3 had that shitty old cell processor. That's it, you couldn't play yeah. anything. So you, if you wanted to play it on your new system, you, you kind of had to buy the new version of it. There wasn't a technical uh, solution, let's say, to play the old game. Just, that's not the case this time. The PS5 will play PS4 games. And all the games we've spoken about, other than Horizon um, and Death Stranding, funny enough, have had work done. They've been patched to unlock the frame rate, which seems to be like the biggest advantage this gen, is that things are running at 60 so they've already kind of had like the remaster treatment almost because no one's got, you can't sit there and tell me that the, that the last of us part two in 2021 looks like a bad game. It still was one of the best looking games out there. Agreed. So, so the fact that you can just now put that PS4 disc in or download that PS4 version of it and it will update with a PS5 patch and run it at 60, that's going to be the big difference. Yet they're still finding ways to come out with, with reasons to re-release, I guess is what I'm, I'm kind of seeing. It seems a bit odd. Yeah, as long as they tack on some DLC, though, that's the Has thing. Because yeah. especially with like Last of Us DLC, the first one, I thought that was brilliant. To be honest, if they yeah, got something like that. Out, do you not think by now we'd have heard about new story side DLC for like? like... Mate, Capcom didn't even know village was going to have any they were they were outstanding by the success we'll get that in 2023 then when they finish just getting out on that i mean it's bizarre mate because you would think almost you know exactly yeah i don't know because you're right it it sounds like you should be hearing something now because you know keep hold of your game then right wait for it but yeah it's strange but i would be very surprised if we don't see anything no especially for last of us but Mm. i guess who knows we'll watch that space for sure just a quick note on um on xbox because a lot of people are saying, well, look, this this clearly demonstrates that Xbox are are there to give better value. You know, we, we haven't seen any of this bollocks, really, their first party stuff. No games have been director's cut or added content. They're not they're not charging people to, to upgrade these games. And I was sitting there and I was like, to be fair, they've got Game Pass as well, which we know is great value. Not, not always going to be utilised to the, the best, but it's there for people that want it. And I was like, yeah, they had, they, they've not done this once. And then I thought, they haven't got any fucking games to do it to. What do you want from last generation to have this treatment? Scary, <laughs> exactly what I was going to say, mate. There is, give me some new games, guys. Come on. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. Well, I keep getting told that. When... Yeah, I think we've got one more year and then we'll be, we'll be laughing. But that did make me chuckle when people were like, well, Xbox aren't doing this. And I was like, yeah, they're not, because they ain't fucking got anything that anyone cares about. <laughs> it would, no, I'm not being harsh, but they, they, they haven't, really. No, they absolutely haven't. Not, not to this moment. level, anyway. Not to no. the level of what, <clears throat> to what Sony had. That was the, that was, that's the thing you can't really dispute, is last gen, the first party stuff, and, and the second party stuff was just so much better on the Sony side of things. So no one wants to see a director's cut a crackdown free. <laughs> All right, got gears five. Nah, that's in the toilet. No one wants to see a director's cut of Halo Five Guardians, do they? State of Decay Two. No one wants to see any of that. They just want a line drawn over last gen. Let's just move forward with what we're gonna we're gonna produce. But um, that's uh, that's my opinion on that, and I know that'll rile up some green bloods, which is what I'm here to do. But Sony, stop fucking about. In all honesty, like Jim. 
what are you doing? What are all these fucking paths of upgrades and charging more for consoles? Go away. Go and have a look in the mirror and sort yourself out. He ain't, he ain't friend of the show like Phil, so we can slag him off. That'll do it, mate. It's getting hot. It is getting hot. If I take my hat off, my head will be shiny. I bet your head's shiny. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a beacon, mate. It's um, it's a hot old day, so we've done our duty. We're back after our little break from the, from the Euros. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But to be honest, a lot of people are enjoying the classic episodes because just how badly people's opinions age. Can't hide from it when you when you listen back to some of those. You think, what are you saying there? That's that's just absolute garbage. But we'll be back for the foreseeable future. I think it's a bank holiday in August. And obviously, with England not winning the Euros, we're not getting that little extra bank holiday. So no, that's been been that's shelved. That he was like, no, nah, if you don't win it, you don't deserve it. So like, wow, I'd have had that. But we'll be uh, we'll be here for the foreseeable future. I've got a lot of games to talk about still, like on on the backlog. But for like the comeback episode, I was like, let's just pick up on some news that's happened in the last few weeks. Um, Last thing before I leave, what are you playing at the moment? Because the last time we had you on, Ratchet and Clank was was dealt with and done. Did did Euro Fever get you? And in fact, you're just kind of figuring out what to play next. Because I know I pretty much stopped playing games for the, for the last three weeks of the tournament. Um, now I'm sort of looking right. Look, what can I play now? What's coming? I'm going to do some Metro DLC, I think, which I've which I purchased for a few quid. Um, and then I'm looking at Twelve Minutes and Psychonauts Two in August. But what's what's on the docket for you? Anything? Yeah, very similar to you in that I missed the first couple of games, Euros, and just picked up on the England game, but pretty soon was swept up in it and was watching most of the games each evening. So, uh, And obviously England having that deep run into the tournament unexpectedly yeah. again. Well, I say unexpectedly. They're getting competitive. They're doing all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah ended up watching all of it and no gaming at all. And so I have got... I could go back to um, the Final Fantasy remake. Mm. Um, That's sitting there. Um, I don't know if I will. I'm not sure. I mean, I enjoyed the three or four hours I played, but, you know, I could take it or leave it at this point. Yeah. Fully invested. Um, But I've got nothing else on the go. I downloaded a few games on the Xbox the other night, actually, as well. Uh, Man Eater. um, Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of others. Yeah. And I noticed this... um, there's a multiplayer one. I was going to ask my nephew if he wanted to play it. It's like a co-op. I feel like you have to like a puzzle one. You to, oh. I can't think what it's called. And you have to um, like break into places and stuff. It was one of the games, like monthly games, I think for June. Right. Um, anyway, I downloaded that. So I might give that a whirl. But I've got nothing on at the moment at all. Complete. Um, need to have a rethink. But I'm off with holiday. I've got two weeks off work from Wednesday. And uh, I don't think we're going to be able to go anywhere, so maybe that'll be good gaming time. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll touch base again, see what you've been playing. But that's going to be it for us. Um, if you want to support the show, so you can go to patreon.com forward slash digital, chuck a few quid that way. Uh, no tiers at the moment, so you, you sort of pay what you want, Jobby. I would encourage you to pay at least a tenner, though, just because the beer prices are going up, and that's what this funds. Um, that would be my view on it alternatively you can go to twitch.tv slash dimp digital where this these episodes do stream live and you can subscribe to that either you've got free tiers there or if you've got twitch prime aka amazon prime link your twitch to your amazon prime account and then you can do it for free just click the subscribe button and we get half a beer for that well a quarter of a beer nowadays why those again 
prices ramping up. Um, and a big thank you to our Patreons and also those that do subscribe via Twitch, either via Prime or they pay for a subscription. Your your uh, your money is appreciated. And don't worry, it's going to some nice beer at the moment. Although I need a detox, to be fair. After that Euros, I haven't drank that much in over a year, mainly because of lockdown. But that was a real... It's like being on holiday for like... Just that we'd go out every few days rather than every single night. But body is in, in, in pieces, so need a rest on that front. Nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.